Well, bless the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so very much for joining me for another broadcast right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going into a part number two of this series entitled Carefree. Today's subtitle is Rejoice. That's right, the Word of God says for us to rejoice. And again, the Word says rejoice. We had a great time today, so I want you to hear the entire message. Now, don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. There, you can hear this message and the entire series with just a click of a button. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and sign up for Kingdom Inspiration. It's going to bless you richly. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message that is entitled Rejoice. It is part number two of the series entitled Carefree right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Glory to God. God is good. If you don't watch it, I'll break out in the run. I'll run all over this church. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. God is good. And all the time, God is good. And all the time, God is good. And all the time, God is good. Give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we just welcome your wonderful presence. Well, come on, let's go ahead and pray before we get started this morning. Father, we thank you this morning as we, your, your believing children, have come before you this morning. We ask that you would speak to us today by your Holy Spirit that you would lead us into all truth, even show us things to come, that you would prepare us for ministry and service in this world, that we may be the hands and feet of Jesus, that we may leave a mark in this world that cannot be erased. Father, I pray that there will be no fear in us or among us, Lord God, of anything bad or evil or wicked, or even not fear brought about by other people. But Lord, I pray that we would all be at peace and be at rest in your presence today so that we could be, uh, so that we are able to receive and hear what you are saying. Lord, have your way. Speak to us today in a mighty way. We thank you, Father, for healing and deliverance and for the signs and wonders that shall follow the ministry of your word. We love you, Lord, and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Let your heart say amen. 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 Give your neighbor a high five and tell him it's all about Jesus. It is all, it is all about him. It is all about him. Ah, anybody feel like singing or just me? Is it just me? Sorry, maybe not that type of singing. We better hold that, keep that bottled down, right? Hallelujah, man. I'm just excited about Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. All right, all right. Calm down, calm down. Hallelujah. I'm excited about Jesus. Glory to God. I've been bound before. I'm not going to be bound anymore. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's take a deep breath. We got to start. All right, here we go. All right. Well, as you know, on the last time we were together, we started on the series entitled Anybody? Carefree. Carefree. Hallelujah. God wants you to be carefree. Glory to God. And I proved that to you in Scripture the last time. We'll do it a little bit recapping today. 
and uh, uh, just to show you uh, the flow of the Spirit of God in this house and what God wants you to be and the, the abundant life that He wants you to live. God wants you to live a carefree life. Turn to your neighbor and tell him that. God wants you to live a carefree life. Tell somebody else, God wants you to live a carefree life. Hallelujah. Let me tell you one thing. When you're not carefree, that means your, your life is full of worry. Your life is full of cares, a lot of heavy burdens, and you're stressed out, and you're frustrated, and you're going to find it hard to praise the Lord. You're going to find it hard to rejoice. You're going to find it hard to witness to someone else to tell them about Jesus when you're all bound up in suffering. If your life is full of torment, it's going to be hard to give someone else some peace. God wants you to live a carefree life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm excited about that. It's true. It's true. It's true. On last week, uh, we spoke from, well, not last week, but the last time we were here, had a guest speaker last week. Last time we spoke from the subject of anybody, why worry about it? Why worry about it? And you can get that CD uh, there on the table on the back and also go to our YouTube channel and watch the entire video there. Go to the app, blah, blah, blah. It's everywhere. If you want to get it, this is the information age. If you want to get the word, the word is, word is available to you. Amen? Amen? How many of you know that this is the information age? Amen. It really is. When we were in school, if you want to find something, you had to go to the library. Go to the library. <laughs> you want to find something, you go to the library, talk to the librarian, go through the card catalog and the, the fish or whatever they call it, the microfiche or whatever, and you got to find this out, go to a magazine, encyclopedia, and you had to do some research. If you want to find out, let's say, uh, what's the largest frog in the world? Well, you had to go to the library or find someone who knew. But nowadays, you just pick up your cell phone, you say, uh, Google, what's the largest frog? Your answer is, he is the largest frog, blah, blah, blah. You're in the information age. You realize that, right? This is why it's so important for churches uh, to be a part of that. Because people are asking questions. And it's, it's a part of the church's responsibility to put those uh, answers in a place where they're asking. Glory to God. And one of our missions is to definitely put the gospel in everyone's hand, in their phones, on their computers, on their radios, on their televisions. Hallelujah. Putting the gospel of Jesus Christ all around the world. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You're in the information age, so if you want to know it, it's there. You just have to seek it out. Amen? But last week's message was entitled again, uh, oh, first time, anyway, part one was, Why Worry About It? Why Worry About It? So today, we'll be speaking from the subject of, oh, I love this one. <laughs> oh, I love it. We're speaking from the subject of what? Rejoice. 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 Oh, this is one of, I feel my afro growing already. I'm telling you. <laughs> Glory to God, this is a good thing. Hallelujah, are you hearing me? Oh my God, all right. We, let's go ahead and get into this. I'm so excited. All right, we have a goal in this series. Let me give you our goal and our opening statement, and then we're going to also give you our opening verse. Our goal in this series is this, to unmask worry, because we talk about cares, being carefree. Cares, one definition of cares is worry. 
worry, 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 worry. So we're going to unmask worry, gain power over it, uh, get delivered from it, and walk in a carefree, uh, carefree, focused life in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. So that means if you stay on this gospel train, not only if you uh, hear the word, take it to heart here, and I implore you, uh, get a CD, get a DVD, watch it again, take copious notes, praise the Lord. I love that word, copious. Take copious notes, take some good notes, go home and revisit these scriptures again, meditate on them, and get them in you. Hallelujah. If you stay on the train with us, you'll end up at a destination called Carefree Life. Hallelujah. And you'll be rejoicing even though the whole world may be going to hell in a handbasket, even though everybody else is freaking out and worrying out about all around you, you'll have the joy of the Lord in your heart. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Glory to God. I didn't say you'll have to go around smiling like a Cheshire cat every, everywhere you go. <laughs> no, joy is strength. Glory to God. Strength in the middle of a battle. Strength in the middle of pain and achness and soreness. Strength in the middle of lack or in depressing situations. How God can cause you to rise far above it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Joy and uh, depression is kind of like uh, uh, water and oil. You know, they just don't mix. Just don't mix. Just don't mix. Glory to God. So you stay with us. You stay on this gospel train. Amen. Stay on this train. Hallelujah. Not just come to church and hear it and sit there, but get in those scriptures. Take some notes. And go back and hear it again and revisit it again. Stay on the train. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, stay on the train. train. Glory to God. Now, let's do our opening statement. Here we go. Uh, We don't worry because of ignorance, cowardice, laziness, or because of irresponsibility. Some people say, I'm not going to worry about it. You just don't want to think about it. That's not what we're talking about. No. Uh, We don't worry because we have done all uh, we can do to stand, and we've chosen to leave the rest in in the master's capable hands. We don't worry because we've trusted in the greater one, and with him on our side, we know the battle has already been won. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. You can't grow tall by worrying about it. Hallelujah. We're going to talk about these things today. Let's look at our motivating scripture here, and I love this. In uh, Matthew, the 11th chapter, Matthew 11, verses 28 through 29, out of the King James Version, this is how it reads. It reads what? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? I will give you rest. Really, that's the picture of the modern day, of our modern day society. Everybody's stressed out. And tired and worried. Well, I don't want to say everybody. The majority, or the people that I've seen, put it that way, are worried and stressed out and are loaded with a bunch of cares. Don't know what's going to happen next. And they're worried and they're concerned and they're grieved. That's not a victorious life in Jesus. Remember, Jesus said in John 10 chapter, he said, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. That doesn't look like an abundant life. 
Somebody else say praise the Lord right there. Jesus said, he said, come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. In other words, you have heavy burdens on your back that are too hard to bear. He said, if you come to me, he will do what? He said, I will give you what? Rest. I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Now, I want you to notice something. Before we came to Jesus, we were carrying a heavy load, already carrying a heavy load, heavy load of cares, heavy load of burdens. We were laden, heavy load, weighted, weighed down. Then Jesus says here in verse number 29, he says, uh, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Uh, well, let's back up, back up a second. He says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yes, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest, in my so- rest uh, unto your souls. So you were heavy laden. Then he says, take my yoke. Jesus gives us something else to carry. We're going to carry something. You're going to either carry something that is too heavy and it's going to break your back, break your spirit. If you keep carrying heavy weight, depression and, and anxiety and frustration, if that, continue, if that is on you continually, it's going to break your spirit, break your heart, and it's going to break your marriage down, break your relationships down. I guarantee you. Hallelujah. We talked about some of the devastating effects of someone that is continually worried, continually in a state of fear, continually, continually in a state of fight or flight where pressure is on you all the time when you don't see any relief. That has devastating effects on the human body. Amen. Causes ulcers. You can't sleep at night. It may cause a little diarrhea. Something, 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 diarrhea. No, 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 no. I don't remember. I don't remember that. Okay, anyway, praise the Lord. There's <laughs> no telling what you'll hear here. Praise God. But I'm telling you, devastating effects, stress, someone that's always stressed out, that's devastating to the body. And some research has also said that someone that, that's constantly in that state of being worried and stressed all the time, that could possibly set up cancerous cells to grow in the body. Your human body can't take that. You can't take that all the time. You weren't designed to carry that kind of stress all the time. Weren't designed for it. Are you hearing? So Jesus said there's obviously a transfer here. You give Jesus that heavy weight and he gives you something that is light. Are you hearing? This is something that you're supposed to carry, but you're going to carry something. We were, we, we were made, designed to carry. Amen? All right. Praise the Lord. For he says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall finally, what it says, and you shall what? Find rest unto your souls. Now, one thing that we're going to see in this series is that worry, care, stress, and anxiety, all that affects your soul. Your soul is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions. When you're stressed out, it affects your mind, mentally drained. Anybody have been so worried about something that you are mentally drained? You haven't done anything all day, but you can't really move around. You're so tired. Worry tires you out. 
tires. It literally tires you out. You can become, it feels like you're more tired than working uh, out in a field all day long. Pushing a plow, I don't know what that, that, that seems to be, but it looks tiring when I've seen it on TV. People working and plowing in the fields or digging ditches, it looks tiring. But if you're at home in a dark place or going down the road constantly worrying all the time, it can mentally drain you. It can mentally drain you. Again, that's not the life that Jesus has for you. Please help me preach it to your neighbor. Tell him that's not what Jesus has in plan for you. That's not. Amen? So we talked about that last week, and we talked about um, what worry is. And let's, I'll go for one simple definition. Uh, we talked about how worry is when someone um, gives way or allows anxiety or fear or uneasiness, when you allow it to happen in your life. You have to allow yourself to be worried about something. You understand that, right? You have to let it happen. You have to let it happen. And worry or fear, anxiety, all these are things that are, that are thoughts that are reoccurring. It's like a bad record it plays over and over. It's the same thoughts that happen over and over and over and over and over again. You go back over it time and time again, thinking about something that possibly will never happen. In the majority of times that you do worry about stuff, you worry about things that haven't even happened. Somebody going to help me today. I know it, right? We gave you some words, different words about uh, worry, and uh, words associated with worry are anxiety and apprehension, concern, doubt, fear, headache, misery, pain, problem, uncertainty, unease, woe, uh, annoyance, care, disquiet, distress, uh, headache, heartache, nag, something that nags. Keep, keep looking straight ahead. Pest, plague, uh, torment, torture, trial, vexation, bad news. All these things are associated with worry, with care, with stress, being stressed out. Uh, that's, again, that is not what God has in store for any of us. Amen? Now, I want you to notice something, too. God has a place of rest for all of us. He has a place of rest for all of us. He talks about, and we'll get to this um, possibly the next time, he talks about a place of rest there in Hebrews, the fourth chapter, I believe, Hebrews 4 and Hebrews 6, a place of rest for his people that he has already uh, laid out for us that we can enter into. You can enter into a place of rest, not only in a sweet by and by when we get to heaven. Oh, I'm thankful. We're going to be finally at a place of rest when we get to heaven. Won't have to worry about stuff no more. But if that's the only place you'll find rest, you'll find this life most miserable. And you want to die. You want to check out. You say, this is too much for me. Why is that? Because you're looking to another place for rest when God has said, I've already designated a place of rest for you right here, right now. I'm thankful up there. I won't have to worry and I won't have to care. I'm thankful, but right here is when I really need not to worry and not to care. 
I'm thankful up there I won't have to worry about devils and demons, but right here is really I really need not to worry about devils and demons. Hallelujah. I'm thankful all, when I get up there, all my needs will be supplied, but I'm thankful right here is when I really need all my needs supplied. Hallelujah. If the only hope you have is in the sweet by and by, you're missing it. There's an inheritance that is laid up for you right now. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. So God has laid up for you a place of rest, and we'll see this in coming weeks, the Lord willing, how the people of God could enter in. Some of them entered in because they were obedient. They heard the word of God. They mixed it with faith, and they were obedient. They heard it and they did what God said and they were obedient, they were obedient to his call. Then some others, uh, they heard the word of God, but they didn't mix it with faith and they disobeyed God and God swore, you will never enter into my rest. In other words, you will never have rest while on this planet. That's a big hulking statement. Big hulking statement. And they didn't enter in because they disobeyed God. They did not hear the word of God preached, or they heard it, but they didn't mix it with faith. And God swore. You know, you know there's, there's none greater that God can swear by other than himself. He swore, you'll never find rest. So we're going to examine that because we don't want to be a part of that group. Amen? Amen? Amen. All right, now, let me show you some scriptures here. Also in Psalm 55, verse 22. Psalm 55, verse 22. I feel like um, Smokey the Bandit. Got a long way to go and a short time to get there. Something, something. Run, old bandit, run. Anybody remember that? Okay, uh, well, well, well. <clears throat> oh, praise the Lord. Very old TV show. Oh, was it a movie? Oh, a movie. All right. Thank you. All right. Psalm 55, verse 22, it says this. Uh, the um, uh, King James Version says, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall what? Sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. So here again, burden, cares, worries, that is to be cast where? Upon the Lord. Upon the Lord. You are not meant to carry that. Hallelujah. Some people feel as though if they don't worry about it uh, or worrying about somebody is their way of showing that they care about them. I'm worried about you. I'm worried about you. Can't you see? I have, I'm breaking out in a rash, all this care and worry I have for you. I'm worried about you. And so that tells you that I love you because I'm spending time. I can't sleep. I can't eat. So that really shows you that I care about you. No, that's not godly. We're going to, we're going to, uh, Cynthia, we're going to see it today in the Word of God. We're going to see it. We're, we're going to see it. All right, let's go. Um, look, let's look at the same verse of Scripture there in um, the NIV. It says this, Psalm 55, verse 22. It says, cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. I love that. King James says move. NIV says shaken. He'll never let you be shaken. This tells me, too, that if you don't cast your burden on the Lord, you will be moved. You will be shaken. Are you hearing? 
Now, let's go to uh, 1 Peter. I think we stopped here last time. 1 Peter, the fifth chapter. I'm going to read verses 5 through 9. I'm so excited I could do a backflip, but I, I'm going to hold myself. Yes, yes. Don't want to call the ambulance at this time. No, that's right. Praise the Lord. That would be a mighty move of God if I did a backflip. No. I'm, just, I'm excited about Jesus, man. Are you hearing me? Come on, let's move on through this. All right, so 1 Peter 5, verse 5 through 9 says this out of the King James Version. It says, uh, likewise, ye brother, rather, likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto uh, the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the who? The proud and give his grace to the? To the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God and he, rather, that he may exalt you in what? Due time. All right, verse 7. Let's try to read verse 7 together. Y'all ready? Let's read. Casting all your care upon, the, upon him, for he careth for you. One more time. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. One more time. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Uh, be sober, be, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. You are not the only one going through what you're going through. Are you hearing? Now, we said before, verse 7 says again, casting how many cares? One or two cares? A few cares? Most of the cares. How many cares? If I give you all my money, how much money do I have left? Not prophesying, just saying. Hallelujah. I may need a loan after a while. If we give God all of our cares, how much do we have left? Which leaves us what? Carefree. The Father tells you to give it how much to him? Give it all to him. So here's our scripture. God wants you to be carefree. He says, cast all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. Now notice that uh, we said last time too, uh, really briefly, that the word, the two words care here, two different words here, cast all your care. Uh, the first word care here um, uh, is, the, is the Greek word uh, merimna. Merimna means uh, anxiety or fear. Uh, it has the idea of to the point of distraction. Uh, to be thrown in different directions. So it, basically what the Lord is saying here, cast all your fear upon him. Cast all your anxiety, all of your worry upon him. For he cares for you. Now when it says he cares for you, the word care here is melai, uh, melai um, in the uh, Greek. And melai means to care about or to care for, to nourish are you hearing? It's like, uh, like a mama bird uh, cares for her baby birds, or like uh, parents care for their children. Uh, you nurture them, you love them, you care about them. That's the way that we are to uh, issue care, not the other one. Again, let me give you these two types. One, one type of care is marked by love and nourishing. 
It watches over someone. That's the God kind of care. Are you hearing? The other type of care, the things that most humans do, is uh, this one is marked by fear, worry, and dread. This is a heavy weight that we are not designed to carry. It must be cast upon the Lord. So in essence, your father is saying, give me all of that weight that you're carrying. Cast it upon me. For he, the father says, for I will nourish you. I will, uh, I will sustain you. I won't allow you to be moved. I won't allow you to be shaken. Give me that thing that is worrying you half to death. Give me that thing that's making you pull out your hair. Are you hearing? He said, give it all to me. You don't hold it. Give it all to the Lord. Amen? Amen. Now, again, we must care like our Heavenly Father. Uh, We must care about others and things, but not to the point where it becomes destructive. Does that make sense? When your care reaches a point of fear, worry, anxiety, and the care has become a heavy weight, you must give it over to the Lord. Because you have gone too far. You've gone too far. There's a point when you do all that you can do to stand. You say, I've done all that I can do. I can't do anything else. And then you stop there and you rejoice in the Lord. He's got it. You give it to Jesus. The Lord's got it. Hallelujah. The Lord's got it. The Lord's got it. Praise God. But the next time, when a lot of people go past that, past what they can do, and they begin to move on into worry. Well, I I tried to make payment arrangements. I I told them about this, and and I told them about that. What are they thinking? And and, and I I said, said, I'm sorry, but what what will happen? Uh, They're not going to be my friend anymore? Uh, What will happen? I might lose my job. You've already done over here all that you can do. Anything over here is excessive and it's beginning to destroy your life. You've already been there. You've already apologized. You've already set things in place. You've done all that you can do. Stop and now give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now stop and rejoice. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The moment you go past that and then all of this ugly, grimy, ookity, Stuff over here that keeps you up at night, that makes your shoulders tense, your stomach uh, can get ulcers. All of that stuff is past that point where you should have stopped a long time ago. That makes sense? Hallelujah. Let's go to Philippians. Let's go to Philippians 4. Y'all stay with me today? Oh, hallelujah. See, again, we got to keep riding this carefree train. We got to get there. We're going, we're, we're, we're heading somewhere. We're, we're heading somewhere. Philippians, the fourth chapter, Philippians four. I love this first word here. Philippians four, verse four. Can somebody say that very first word there in Philippians four, verse four? Rejoice. Rejoice. Finally, we're getting into part two right now. So we'll just be here another few hours. <clears throat> Maybe not. Well, I may be, but you won't. <laughs> Unless you want to. But that's another story. Rejoice. Okay, let's go ahead and read it. I'll just read it. Uh, Philippians 4, verse 4 through 9. Are y'all stay with me? Yes. Are you with me? Yes. 
It goes like this, rejoice in the Lord always, and uh, always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and what? minds through Christ Jesus. Remember, we said again that this whole worry, care, fear stuff, anxiety stuff will affect your mind. And understand something, if the devil can get his hold in your mind and your thinking, he can shut you down. Okay? If you cast these cares, deal with your cares correctly, you will will be able to defeat this enemy and live a victorious life in Christ and be able to help somebody. Are you hearing? Okay. He says, And the peace of God which passes all understanding um, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Verse 8, Finally, my brethren, uh, finally, brethren, uh, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of, a, are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Why is he telling us what to think about now? Because understand something, when you're in worry and care, you're thinking. The problem is, is the thinking. Yeah. So he tells you, don't think about that, but think about this. Remember, we're going to carry something. You're going to carry something, and you're going to think about something. You're not going to be able to. There's only one way to turn off your thinking completely. That's to die. Yeah, Gene said, I hate when that happens. Yes. (laughs) You're in the hospital, and the thing goes, I guarantee you, they're no longer thinking. Okay? Not in this life anyway. All right? Uh, Oh, yes. Praise Jesus. All right, verse number nine. It says, and uh, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Hallelujah. Now, let's go and have some more fun. What do you consider fun? Fun, natural fun. All right, here we go. All right, rejoice. First word, rejoice here. It's a very, very powerful word. Now, the word rejoice here uh, in in verse number four, the word rejoice in the Greek, original translation, was written in the imperative, uh, was written as, uh, yeah, in the imperative tense, which means it's a command. God is commanding you, commanding me to rejoice. Are you hearing? Say that with me. He's commanding me to rejoice. Now, this is an action, not that the Holy Ghost does. He can help you do it. But this is something that you have to do, that I have to do. We have to be obedient to his command. This rejoicing is tied into your will. You have to decide to do it. Hallelujah. You have to decide to do it. He said, rejoice. Now, the word rejoice means uh, it, it's a feeling or a, a feeling or a show of uh, great joy, being full of joy, uh, having delight. Are you hearing me? 
having delight. Now, I love the word. Now, it also means uh, to be glad, uh, to uh, rejoice exceedingly, uh, to be well. It means also to thrive. It means to thrive. Are you hearing? Now, the word rejoice can be broken down to two words. Anybody help me? The word re and the word rejoice. Rejoice, right? Re means what? Again. Do it again. Do it again. Joyce talks about what? Joy. Be full of joy again. Be full of joy again. So he tells us, rejoice in the Lord what? And again I say what? Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Now, look at that word. It says rejoice in the, in the Lord what? All right, y'all, y'all, I want you to read. make sure you read now. We're in the King James Version now. Are you with me? Is it on the screen? Yeah, okay. Let's read it again. Rejoice in the Lord what? Mmm, some of you got it. Let's try it again. Rejoice in the Lord what? Yeah, uh uh-huh. See, I keep hearing the S on the end. There's no S there. (laughs) It's your brain playing tricks on you again. Although this word always is is, uh, translated always. But here it is, what? Away. Away. The brain plays, plays tricks. If it says rejoice in the Lord, what? Away. I guarantee you it's the same way in your Bible, in the King James Version. Rejoice in the Lord, away. Now, away means, of course, always. It means that. But it also means, I broke it down to two words. Anybody? What? All and all and way. All talks about everything, leaving out nothing. All is all. Way talks about your manner or course of life. So in all your way or all the day, you are to rejoice again and again and again. Get fired up again with more joy, more joy, more joy in all your way, all your life. God said, do it, do it. In every circumstance, every situation, be full of joy, be full of joy. Now remember, God doesn't command you to do something that you're not able to do. You're not going to find a commandment in the Bible that says, thou shalt fly to the moon, pick up a moon rock and eat it, and come back to the earth if. I can't find that. He didn't give me the proper wings yet anyway. We will fly, praise the Lord. But right now we don't have the wings or the wherewithal to do that. Right? So he only commands us to do something that we are capable of doing. So in every area of your life, in the good times, in the bad times, in the happy times, in the sad times, times of plenty or or times in lack, we have it in ourselves by the divine divine command of God from his throne to rejoice. Hallelujah. To rejoice in the Lord always. And again, the Lord says, rejoice. To be full of joy. To be full of joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not only does he tell us what to do, but in his word, he also tells us how to do it. God's Bible, I'm telling you, it's an instruction book, an instruction manual on how to do life. Let's say the word Bible means what? Basic instructions before leaving earth. Oh, you've got your instruction book right here. He tells you right here how to rejoice in the Lord always. 
pastor. I got to pay all these bills. Rejoice. What you don't understand is that God is not, God did not give you a suggestion. He commanded you and I to rejoice. Let his joy flow through you at all times. Glory to God. I didn't say it would be easy, but it is the command of God. and It is something that you are capable of doing. And when we don't do it, it's because we choose not to. Why would we choose not to be joyful? Okay, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. I've got to hold it. Hold it, preacher, hold it. Mm. Now, here again, how often is God calling you to do this? Always, always, all the time. And do it again. Let's practice one time. Come on, let's shout hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's shout it again, hallelujah. Rejoice, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, glory to God. And see, the more you catch a revelation of his word, the more you understand his promises and his word to you, the more that rejoicing won't be just a physical action, but it's something that flows from the inside out. Hallelujah. As your heart gets full and you, as you have what I call an internal smile, you're, you're, you're just smiling, not thinking about something, but something that's inside is making you smile, is making you full of joy. And once you get free, you don't want to be bound anymore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He gave you commandment to rejoice. Hallelujah. Always, always. And again, the Lord says what? Rejoice. We ought to keep on doing it. Unbroken, unbroken rejoicing. You know, that looks like heaven. That looks like heaven. Right? Isn't that what the Lord told us to pray in the model prayer? He says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done where? As it is where? In heaven. In heaven. On earth as in heaven. So what was the Lord talking about? He's talking about bringing the character of heaven into your life. Bringing the character of heaven, the character, the rule and reign of Christ into your life where it can be seen and experienced and felt right here in this life. We're not waiting till we get there. Jesus said the kingdom of God has come. Hallelujah. The Lord is at hand now. Glory to God. He's at hand now, right now. He's commanded us to rejoice. And remember, the Lord will not command you to do something that you don't have the power to do. Glory to God. That's why, that's why I'm excited, man. That's why, that's why I can barely, that's why I have to, I'm telling you, man, I know the word. I'm t- ooh, okay, calm down, pastor, calm down. Y'all ready? Let's go a little bit further. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your what? Moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is where? Let's take a moment right there. We got to begin to close out. Oh, my Lord. Time is getting away from us. Let your moderation be known to all men. You know what moderation means? Moderation, really, I call it, it's, it's, the, it's the art of not taking too much. Yes. If not doing too much, yes. being moderate. Yes. If we're talking about being moderate in our clothing, 
you know, if someone is immoderate in your clothing, I mean, you may have on a lot, and this, you've seen somebody wearing a lot, just, just too much, just, just too much, too much in their, their deal, dealings, doing, they buy too much, just excess, just, just too much. But being moderate meaning you're taking, a, you're, you're receiving a suitable amount, something that is right for you, a fitting amount. It's fitting for your shape, fitting for your stature, fitting for what you can carry. Let your moderation be known to all men. In other words, you don't take on so much. You can take on your care and your neighbor's care and their care and their worry. You hear about something else, whoo, and you watch the news and whoo, you watch that and whoo, you watch that and whoo. After a while, you've got all this pressure and weight on you and you can barely stand. And every time you watch the news, you get heavier and heavier and heavier. Oh, they're riding again. Oh, they're doing that again. Oh, you bite your nails. Oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? They're doing this and doing that. No, no, no. Say with me, no. No, no, no. Let your moderation be known to all men. In other words, be known for saying what? No, I can't take that on right now. I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll pray with you about that, but I can't do that right now. God bless you. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Sometimes you're going to have to say no. I know that, but you know, they, they're probably going to say, I thought you were a Christian. Why aren't you helping me out? Well, I am a Christian, and you ought to plan better yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't make your lack of uh, planning constitute an emergency on my part. I'll do what I can for you. I'll go to a certain point. To a certain point. After that, if you go further, you get yourself in a world of trouble. How long has anybody ever given some money to someone or done something to someone, and after a while, you regretted doing it because it puts you in a pickle? You went far past where you should have. Over there, when you pass that point, you get into Holy Ghost territory because you're trying to be God now. You're trying to fix the situation now. And when you do too much, you're going to put on yourself a lot of cares and burdens, and you're going to suffer for it. It's like co-signing for a loan. Oh, hit the spot right there, buddy. Hit the spot right there. Hit the spot right there. Maybe all you need to do is give them a down payment, help them, help them with a little bit of down payment. But the moment you sign, you go past that point, unless you can pay that note yourself, you better leave that alone. They may worry. They may cry. They may call you anything and everything. Hallelujah. But let your moderation be known to all men. I'm not going to take, not going to keep taking on stuff. We're just reading the Bible, y'all. Praise Jesus. Let's go for another few minutes and we're going to close out for the day. Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is watching you. He's here. He's watching your dealings, watching what you do. He's not some far off place. He's right here. Holy Ghost, you get me in trouble again. Let's go for the next verse here. It says what? 
Be careful for what? Nothing. All right. I think we're going to have to stop, start here on next time. We'll do it a little bit here. Be careful for nothing. The word careful can be broken down in two words. Help me out. Care and, and full, which means don't be what? Full of Don't be full of care. You can become full of care to where it is choking you and you can't breathe. He says, don't do that for nothing. Don't do that for nothing. You want to enjoy a rich and satisfying life in Christ Jesus, live an abundant life, don't become careful. Are you hearing? Be careful for what? Nothing. Nothing. In other words, there is a point where you go and you have to say, I can't go any further with you. I've done all I can for you. I just can't go any further. And from here on, you and God are going to be working it out. I'll be here right here at the edge of it, right here at the edge. But if I go out any further, there's nothing for me to stand on anymore. I passed the grace of God in my life. Uh, he's not giving me any other resources to help. I can't go. And if I come any further than this, than this edge, I'm going to fall. But see, here's what some people will do. Oh, they're so loving and kind. Oh, yes, they are. At that point, they really don't care if you fall into a ditch. They just want their needs met. Talk Holy Ghost. They really care more about themselves, more about getting their needs met than you falling over. I know it will put you in a bad way, but I know this may be hard on you, but I really got this. But what we have to understand is that God has many more people on this earth that can help other than you and I. It may take them seeking a little bit further to find that other person. Seeking God more than just what's in your pocketbook. There is a point where we can go too far. Remember the command of the Lord is for us to what? Rejoice. I guarantee you, if you you keep on going too far, you're going to find it hard to do that command. Almost impossible to do that command when you've gone way too far. It's like being in school, one of our school-age children, and uh, you know it's, it's test time, and you've got your two number two pencils, and they're both sharpened, and you have them right there, right by there, and you're ready to take your test. Hey, um, do y'all bubble in now? You got a pad or something or a tablet. Oh, he's still bubbling. All right, praise God. <laughs> Things are moving so fast, uh, you know, well, praise the Lord. But you have your two number two pencils, and they're both sharp in there. The classmate on the side of you has no pencils whatsoever. And they say, hey, can I borrow your pen, your pencil? So you say, well, well, um, sure, I've got two, but you have two in case one breaks. The moment you give them over, now you're putting a little bit more stress on you, hoping that you don't press too hard and break your lead and break your pen. Now, if you had three or four, then hey, hey, I don't mind. But there's a point in which I can no longer help. I have no more resources. Because doing that would bring hurt 
and harm to me. Doing that would bring more weight upon me. And I love you. And let's pray right now before the test. Lord Jesus, please help me find a pencil. Teacher, teacher, Roger needs a pencil. Thank you, teacher. There you go, Roger. We cool. We good. Praise the Lord. But there's a point when you cross it, you bring damage to yourself. And if you continue to damage and damage and damage and damage yourself, you're going to take away years from your life. I've known people, I've known teenagers. Well, apart from that, I've known smaller children that carry a lot of worries that look a whole lot older than they actually are. I've seen babies born that look, don't look like babies. <laughs> look like grown men. No fault of the child. But mama was carrying a lot of worries. We better stop that right there. We'll pick up right here on next week. Did you get anything out of the word of God today? I did. Let's give God a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Somebody rejoice. Somebody rejoice. Somebody rejoice. Hallelujah. Come on, rejoice. Hallelujah. Shoo. You'll discover that on the other side of your rejoicing are your blessings. We'll get to that. I want to get to that. My God, I want to get that this time. You're on the other side of your rejoicings are your blessings. Your rejoicing and your praise is the, is, is the language of faith. And it tears down the walls of the Jerichos in your life. We pray that you are blessed today by the ministry. Remember, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety and even hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. We will be so glad to connect with you. While you're there on the website, make sure to consider a financial donation in support of the ministry. And don't forget, if you're in the area, stop on by and visit with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop on by. And don't forget, while you're on the website, sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. We believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose Him as your Lord today. Only He can make a way.